0: Welcome to our post-Christmas episode 35 of NerdPod Generations. My name is Steve Taylor. As always, I am here with my lovely co-host, Mr. L. Judson. Hello, sir. Hello,
1: friends and enemies. How you doing, bud? I'm doing grand.
0: So, folks, this is what we got going on today.
1: It's a big Uh, day.
0: We are really going to talk about two things. Yeah. We're going to do our, what have we been watching, reading, playing, which we have two movies we're going to talk about. One is going to be a spoiler-filled one. One isn't. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about the first four episodes of Witcher. Make sure you check in next week. We are going to talk about the last four episodes of Witcher and the first two episodes of the Book of Boba Fett, which just released, but we decided we have too much going on this show. We cannot talk about it this week. We're going to talk about it next week. Um, this is episode 35. So once again, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. I found some podcast sites from Mars that you can find us on. So you. You can find us anywhere, so please listen. Tell friends to listen. Get everyone to listen, because what we say is pure gold.
1: Mars is a reputable source. We all know this. It's a super reputable source.
0: And they make a really good bar.
1: And depending on what canon you're going off of, a lot of them are psychic. Yeah. So, like, you know...
0: As long as you're not going off the John Carter of Mars. No. That we don't want to talk about. I was
1: going okay. off the on Jones of Mars.
0: Oh. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, we're okay with that. We're okay with Martian Man. Yeah. All right. So I'm, we're not even going to beat around the bush. Usually we have banter. We have, we have our many little threads we go off of. We are focused because I am dying to hear. Because Mr. Al, spoiler, first off, everyone's spoiler on this. I looked up the spoilers for Spider-Man Far From Homecoming. Yes. So I know everything that happened in the movie, but I have not seen the movie. But the largest Spider-Man critic on planet Earth, Mr. L, has, and so al the floor is yours. I cannot wait to hear.
1: Oh, it. you don't want to go into what we're watching, re- reading. You don't want to talk. About-
0: this is this is what we're watching, reading, playing. Okay. You watched Spider-Man Far. I from did Home watch Home Man, Spider-Man Far from Home. Waiting Home. forever to hear this. Okay. Did you like it first?
1: You're not going to believe it.
0: You liked it. I did.
1: I actually did like it quite a bit, but that is in large part. I'm not saying this to pump myself up. I'm just saying it because it's true because they did what I've been dying (laughs) for them to do (laughs) for three movies, three and a half movies. Now we finally, we finally did what I've been dying to have them do, which is burden this boy with some kind of destiny and consequence that's outside of his control. Yes. But that is still blamed on him that he still takes the emotional blame for um now don't get me wrong I still have some mighty issues here there's there's some some mighty mighty issues here but I want to talk about the good first because I am really surprised at how much of this movie I actually enjoyed and it starts and ends with Aunt May and Marissa Tomei's performance yes because we finally got there what did they do They stopped having Aunt May be a MILF with no other character beyond being a MILF who worries occasionally about Peter. And they had her be the moral driving force behind Peter's decisions, like I've been asking them to do. And it makes the movie so much better. And It's
0: like they finally realized that they have an Oscar-winning actress playing this character. Yeah. And to utilize her ability as an actor.
1: Exactly. Like the this was so vapid and stupid until this movie. And we finally got here and it was like, okay, we're we're here and it's finally working. Mm-hmm. And as always, we and spoilers. So spoiler. And make. Is fucking dead. Yeah.
0: <laughs> ant may gets fucking killed. Fucking Green Goblin kills her ass.
1: ant may got run over by a goblin. That's right. Walking through the lobby this Christmas oh. Eve.
0: It's a Willem Dafoe. Yes. Gave her his Dafoe.
1: Yes. Um, But I really like that scene. I really, really like that scene. It was really, really good. Because it was finally this chance for there to be something that he loses. That's not like, you know, Tony Stark giving himself up for the universe or some you know, See, some and other stupid thing.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because I thought the Tony Stark death would make him grow up a little more, which it didn't. It didn't. But then this finally This
1: really makes him grow up. This really fills him with that darkness that Peter Parker has and keeps at bay. But like it's easy to forget yeah. that without Uncle Ben, Peter was going to have a very selfish very self-driven life yeah. as opposed to being a crime fighter that was the the line that we were on with this was just like peter being given untapped potential that he doesn't need and doesn't isn't conducive to a spider-man story and then the second one is the exact same But, like, one is a suit and one is a pair of glasses. But they serve the exact same purpose in the story. Peter is given a piece of technology, and then the way that he uses the technology or doesn't use the technology is the basis on which the entire story is driven. Exactly. Which is just not a Spider-Man story. This, this is a Spider-Man story. Going to Doctor Strange with a problem, trying to meddle with the solution, ends up having ramifications has to take it upon himself to decide how he's going to handle those ramifications. Decides to take an alternate route from the easy one and it's it works. Yeah. Like that's the crazy thing is that it works and I believe it that it works. Second thing that we finally get to that I've been dying for us to get to is Peter being a scientifically minded individual. Yes. He finally sits down and shows us that he can think through a problem
0: and a multi-layered multi-stage really? problem. All three of the spider man which they didn't do in the other two movies really either. No. A little bit with Tobey Maguire with with Doc Connors talking to him about his, like in Spider-Man 2 when he loses his power. And they he... always hint
1: at it. Yeah. So it's like Peter is talking to Kirk Connors mm-hmm. in his kitchen. And Peter just understands everything that Kirk Connors is talking yes. about without needing a refresher or any backstory. And he can kind of predict where Connors yes. is going with his ideas. The
0: same thing with um, when Maguire first met um norman osborne yeah and him and defoe had that back and forth Defoe's like oh you're really bright i'm something of a scientist
1: myself exactly which i'm glad they brought that line back yes that did make me happy that was was good also they did fix the costume and how did they fix the costume they got rid of the stupid mask yes and they added a tattered cloak yep which is exactly what i've been wanting them to do his face alone is a perfect green goblin mask yes i would have liked to have had him actually have a real mask of some kind, or maybe is be- he becomes disfigured in some capacity, something. But this, still really good. The battle suit under the, the charred hoodie. Yeah. I didn't think it would look good. It looked really good. I was I was a big fan of it when he's laying there, and he has like the charred hoodie, and it's torn up, so it has that kind of Green Goblin sash feel to it. It's just all these things that really felt right. Yeah, as opposed to because that's the thing with
0: Defoe, like the costume wasn't the problem as much as the mask was in the original ones. Yeah, because that mask you couldn't tell. No, like you said, Defoe has the perfect face for the green Goblin.
1: Well, and then they do that stupid thing where the eyes come up so oh, you can no. see his eyes yeah. and you can still see his mouth through the mouthpiece. And I'm just like, this is stupid. That was dumb. This is how you don't. This is how you blow a costume. And I still say. You need secondary purple coloring on the costume. Yes. The battlesuit I itself agree. cannot be all green. <laughs> it I just agree. can't be all green. I but I I was so surprised at how much I like this movie. The the moment where Strange hits him with the, the force punch and, and he knocks his soul on. out of the out of his body. Mm-hmm. And then he still has the spider sense, so his arm is still moving on its own. I was like, oh my god. That's awesome. Did you see that? It's happening. The... He's actually being Spider-Man right now. That's yeah. unbelievable. And then the moment Peter looks around and says, hang on, Peter. This is just geometry. You love geometry. I was like, yes, yes, we're here. We did it. We made it. We're here. We find. It took us three and a half movies, but we got here. You know what's better than magic? Math. Math. Finally,
0: we did it, and I believe it. I believe it but here. as great as it is, it seems out of place with how they made him in the first two movies. He's too so stupid in up. the exactly. first two movies.
1: You have to completely forget about how stupid he's yes. been. Like, literally up into the scene in Germany in Far From Home. Yes. He is such a fucking
0: idiot. Oh, he's an absolute moron.
1: And then that scene is finally where he's like, I can't afford to be a fucking idiot anymore. Mm. And then this movie pretty much picks up right after that one does. So it's like been a week, yeah. I think they say, and
0: yeah, because it's they start right off where the first, the last one ended. Yeah, where, where he's swinging with her, and they Jay Jones Jameson's comes in.
1: Finally, Web swinging, yes. and Web swinging in the subway.
0: Web swinging in the subway is one of my favorite things. Ah, oh,
1: like so many things I've been just dying for, and I'm just once again sitting here like I am so happy that we got here. I'm so happy that we got here. Why did it take this long? Why did we have to go around and then through the mountain and then around another mountain? Yeah. Why did we do it this way? Why couldn't we have just started here? We always could have started here. And this one
0: has made hand over fist more money than the other two in this first week.
1: And it just, it feels better. It feels like a Spider-Man story. I will say, I really like the villains in this movie. I thought that Jamie Foxx's new Electro was everything we wanted the old Electro to be.
0: Because he's not blue. Yeah. He looks like a dude, which is awesome. Well, not
1: only that, but like the characterization is better.
0: Yes, and more,
1: more focused. There's more of a sense of what's going on, and also it's a very, you know, tapped storyline that Electro wants to be one with the power grid. Yeah. So finding a new power source on a new Earth where the, you know, theoretically within comic book lore, usually things run at a different frequency, Earth Mm -hmm. to Earth, so it would have a different power range. That would be completely different to him, which is why he's so drawn to it. Mm. Like, these are the things that I really like, I will say. Sandman's here for no reason. They threw him in just to throw him in. And it wouldn't bother me so much if they actually rationalized his actions. Mm-hmm. But he comes in. I love the way he comes in. Because mm-hmm. he comes in when Peter's trying to round up Electro. And they he helps him. And then has, like, that moment of, like, hey, wait a minute, what are you doing? I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Like, you you just teleported that guy away. What's going on? I like the way that he talks and represents, like, the third movie and all the canon. And I was like, no, you're both dead to Octavius and, and Norman Osborn. And then he bounces.
0: Yeah. Like, his
1: whole thing is that he wants to go home to his daughter. That's his whole thing in Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3. That's his whole thing here. He tells it to us directly, that that's what he wants. And he... Keeps on taking actions that actively move him away from that goal. And I'm just sitting here confounded by like all of it, (laughs) all of it. I just don't understand any of it. And so I just end up being like, shouldn't at, at the very least, shouldn't his line be that he wants to push the button to send them all back to their universes? That should be. Like that should be what he wants. Because they really played him
0: off in the third movie that he isn't a bad guy. He's, He's not a done bad some guy. Bad things.
1: He's done bad things because he didn't have any other options, exactly. or he felt that he didn't have any other options. Exactly. And they start with that here. But like in the same way that I don't know how much Thomas Hayden Church was actually on set because he was a CGI character until he shows up at the very end, Mm -hmm. I don't know how much Sandman actually needed to be in this movie other than to be a CGI character.
0: I think Sandman and Lizard were unnecessary in the movie. I think you just needed the main three. That was the other thing, is that the Lizard is another character, and this is the problem, is that the the main three,
1: what's interesting about them is that they are the ones that die. Yeah, exactly. We should be... Learning more about the two that don't die, because depending on where this Connors is picked up, he's clearly picked up pre-cure. So somewhere in that timeline when he's in the sewer before he launches into his final plan. I I just, I don't understand his motivations here. What is he trying to accomplish? He stays in the truck. He then immediately escapes the first chance he gets. I just, like, shouldn't, does he want to make lizards here? Does he want to move back home? If he does have Connor's memories, shouldn't he be... Like, I like the stories where the lizard has Connor's memories and is actively trying to help Peter.
0: Yes. I think that would have been really cool here. Well, my I've always had a problem with the way the lizard is depicted. Because, once again, you could have made him smaller, still had the lab coat and pants ripped, like in the comic book. That would have went well. Yeah, but for some reason, you make him to this massive CGI creature, which I think practical effects... Out of all of the villains, practical effects would have worked on him as well. If yeah. you had just gotten a guy in, like, a basic suit. Like, you don't need to even need to see his whole body. It just needs... To...
1: And then, like, CGI augmentations. Exactly. To make it really exactly. fleshed out. But, like, there could have been three Doctors and Peter. Yes. All of whom have been Peter's mentor in one canon or another. And instead, Connors is in the van yeah i'm just i'm just sitting here like i don't get it man i don't this decision i don't get a lot of it i like having the fabricator as a shortcut to having peter be able to make these things Mm -hmm. i'll give it to you because it still makes it peter still has to come up with a solution on his own Mm -hmm. which i'm going to give credit to holland on this one andrew garfield had a lot of solutions handed to him in one form or another mcguire he did a lot on his own but Andrew Garfield had a lot of decision or had a lot of answers just given to him. Yeah. Holland comes up with the answers here, and you believe it. All of it worked. Even the final fight worked really, really mm. well. The chemistry between the three Spider-Man oh was great. The moment
0: Garfield walks on, I was like, "This he, is it. This I, is it." I thought that's why you would like it the most because every scene he was in, that he's so was good. amazing, and he saves MJ, and then and he starts crying, and you're oh, like, "Oh my so God, he's so..." Yes. Oh, and he when talks he, about this darkness within him that yes. he, he fell into and i was like i want to know so much more and how at first when he first stops her he's looking because she looks like she's dead and then she starts moving and it's like oh my god that's his that's all you needed for him yeah he's been redeemed in yeah. his own mind he's been redeemed
1: yeah he he had a chance to catch her and he caught her yes he did it and oh, i love so that moment good. where he's like are you okay and she's like, yeah, yeah. And then he breaks down, and she's yeah. just like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "No, no. He, this dude's not okay. He's having a hard Dude, time he right was now." So good, and he I love so McGuire was awesome too. McGuire was great, but Garfield. Oh my god! It, it once again showed the difference in their Peter Parkers and in their yes. Spider man The the McGuire Garfield is elevated by being in this universe, so he brings his own particular spin and interesting kind the of first pace.
0: Scene with him. Where what's his face? His grandma says, Can you get that? And yeah, crawls across crawls the across. Ceiling, gets cobweb. Where she's like, Climb on the ceiling. No, I don't no, want to. Don't, I'm not gonna climb on the ceiling. <laughs> he puts his hand up and he's like, This is enough. How is this not, I don't enough? That's not enough? Which honestly, I'm not a huge Zendaya fan, but I laughed during that scene. I was like, That was pretty funny. So, this is my funny
1: thing is that there's in the same way that they fixed Aunt May. By going back and undoing the bad that they did. Yes. They fixed MJ in this universe in a lot of ways. Yes. Caveat. She was never Michelle Jones Watson. That was not a thing. Yeah. That was not a thing at any point. And I understand that she can be like this liberated woman and Watson. Typically, Mr. Watson is an abusive asshole in most canons, so I can understand her not wanting to use that name. I get it. But this can't be the first time we're hearing about it. Yeah. You know, like it just, it just can't be. Because it just comes off like you're just trying to undo what you did. Yeah. Where you were like, we're not doing Mary Jane. And now you get to the point where you kind of have to do Mary Jane. And you're like, well, she is Mary Jane.
0: And I was like, no, she's not. No, no, her last name's Watson. She's Mary Jane. (sighs) Really? And that's, and I I was shocked that you didn't start with this. Because I thought that was one of the big problems is good and bad that they are trying to completely fix everything yeah and throwing off all the continuity that happened in the previous one two three four five movies that he was in prior to this. pretty much yeah yeah they're burning a lot of continuity Burning it all kind of the same with hawkeye how they're trying yeah. to correct in the show and then this they're trying to correct and it's like god damn man. i'm
1: i'm happy with them crashing burning like they are a state sale burning yeah, like they are burning pianos burning
0: most of the time, but then they're still doing their stupid shit
1: Well, so this one had less stupid shit than the other one Which is true The the one scene that I look at and I point to and i'm like this scared me And I thought this was gonna be the whole movie is the stupid scene where he goes back to high school Which tangent there's no way that this is a midtown anywhere in new york mm-hmm. This thing is out in the middle of Plainsview, fuckville. fuck like there's no way this is a Midtown magnet school, mm-hmm. either in Queens or in Manhattan or in Brooklyn. It doesn't matter. Any of the boroughs. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. It can still be one of those boroughs, but it's not Midtown. Mm-hmm. Ain't Midtown. Anyway, when he goes back to Midtown, first off, we get, once again, They. this was one of those moments where I felt like they were rubbing it in a little bit. We get Betty Brant showing up, being played by a good actress, still getting nothing to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm just left here like what why? Come on, what are we doing? What are we what are we doing? Yeah. And then you have JB Smoove and Hannibal Burris and uh Martin Starr, I think Starr. Yeah. And they play the Three Heads of the Ego where Hannibal Burris thinks that he did it, which is kind of ironic given that it's Hannibal Burris. Mm-hmm. And you have JB Smoove who's kind of the middle ground and you have martin Starr, who's this he's helped build the shrine to peter and i'm just in here like this is why i hate your movies this moment right here and everything that it is is why i hate your movies yeah. credit that um they put hank pym on the mural behind them
0: mm. in the the staircase that's cool this sucks this sucks hard and it's why i hate your movies it seems like I've been trying to think of a good analogy for Marvel movies nowadays. They seem like a better written Michael Bay movie. This one had a lot of those moments. Because you have those Michael Bay moments where you have just insane action and then stupid comedy thrown in where it doesn't belong. And that's how Marvel movies are turning. But they're written better than a typical Michael Bay movie, which is a disaster.
1: This had practically that low telephoto lens Mm -hmm. looking into the sunshine with two people making out it had that shot in the end of the movie yeah. so I, you're not wrong
0: then there's that part where megan fox just walked by the screen for. No yeah noise. that was
1: weird yeah, was that strange. was weird I, I was sitting there like well daredevil was here is this a ninja turtles tie-in what's going on but oh, that was great
0: ninja tie-in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh it is different universes ah ninja turtles came over i i did love seeing charlie cox and did you get to actually see the scene oh, he's yeah. in the where he catches the brick I'm a very good lawyer. I'm a very good lawyer. I <laughs> know, that was the best
0: line. That was the best line. How did I'm you do more, that? More, I'm more. a very good lawyer.
1: More, 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 more. fantastic. I wanted so much more. The only other thing I wanted out of that scene was for when Happy is saying he, he might need a lawyer. I wanted Matt to hand him Foggy Nelson's card oh,
0: that's as right.
1: kind of like a wink and a nudge of like,
0: yeah. Yeah, you know,
1: not everybody knows, but you know.
0: But and and I I thought it was a missed opportunity cuz if you have all that shit going on in New York City, yeah. Daredevil would show up and you just showed that Daredevil was part I of I
1: wanted it. so much more Daredevil.
0: Like even if he just showed up at the end for the final battle to help fight the
1: so we've gone through a lot of the things that I I think make made this series bad and are now being undone to be made good. I think the inclusion of Daredevil is what needed to happen in the series. And yes. I hope, I hope desperately that he becomes Peter's mentor for the rooftops because that would be the counterweight to the Tony Stark-isms yes. that ruined the first two movies I agree. and could have ruined this movie. The fact that this movie has no technology that Peter has just been given that he has to just kind of deal with. There's magic, which is different mm. and has consequences, but it's not a suit that solves all of his problems. Yes. Or a pair of glasses that can summon a drone army. You know, it's like he actually has to sit there and solve his problems and yeah. think them through. So I, I was surprised at how much I liked it. I did find it funny that one of the reasons I liked Michelle more in this mm. than I have in any of the other movies mm is because they got rid of all of her intolerable characteristics. As part of a streamlining, it seems, Mm -hmm. they cut out a lot of her character in order to more directly have her be the supportive girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I like her a lot more because all those character pieces that I hated, Mm -hmm. they all got stripped out, which I would usually be very against. But here, I'm extremely for. I did find it annoying, One other thing where they, I was like, are you really going to just parade it in front of me like I'm not supposed to notice was when they're on top of the school and they're talking about how Michelle, all the personality traits that Michelle doesn't have that college people with a lot of college spirit usually have and they're like oh they're party people and they're people people and they're they're affable and they're friendly and you know and I'm just like so you're just going to go down the list of all the characteristics
0: that, that Mary you King actively Watson really is yeah
1: yeah you're going to just show me all the punts like i didn't already know that you punted on all these things yeah. for this character no 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 i got it you fucked up the character yeah. that was never in question I don't find this funny. If this is supposed to be a joke, I find this annoying. But hey, at least you're copping to the fact that you did it. Mm -hmm. You're not going to sit here and pretend like you didn't. No, we did. We gutted a character Mm -hmm. in order to make her intolerable (laughs) for reasons that only they can really fully understand. Yeah, Yeah, I, I was really quite impressed that my bad list was nowhere near as long as my good list. I really like the last fight. I like that the fight is about trying to heal everybody. Mm -hmm. I love the Green Goblin's role in the story. I love the moment where Peter... Peter Mm 1 is beating the shit. (laughs) Beating the shit. That was the moment I was like, Dude, he can be Peter Parker. Look at him go. Look at him go. And they finally did that thing I've been wanting them to do where they shot him so he Mm -hmm. didn't look
0: like he was a tiny boy. They started shooting him. Is looking... Like, he still looks young, but he's got the wrinkles. Now you're like, oh, yeah. he is aging. All right. Yeah. He's one of those, like, Elijah Wood actors where you're like, oh, they're never going to be old. But now you're like, oh, okay. Well, in Tom Holland, like,
1: he didn't seem short, finally. He didn't yeah. He didn't seem like this tiny person pretending to be an adult. He finally seemed like this adult in this room. And we got to do the scene that I wanted for so long, which is they walk into the room and they say, Peter. Yes? Yes. Peter Parker. It doesn't help. Spider-Man. It's we're all Spider-Man. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I just I was so I'm surprised just happy they
0: were able to pull that off cuz that could have gone It could have gone so, so bad.
1: bad. It, the moment where the two previous Spider-Man meet each other and they both have a web off. That's right. I... The fact that they pulled off the, the <laughs> yeah. conversation about each of them having different webbing and then like you like how they're like, "Oh, it came from him?" Did, <laughs> you, did that come out of you? <laughs> that was the best. I <laughs> kinda love this. I you know, I I fully expected to hate everything about this movie, but
0: I kinda love
1: this. This I is Holly made
0: it so gross. Oh, that come out of you? Did that come out of you?
1: And then like when they're talking about it on the Statue of Liberty, uh, Holland's like, No no no, we're not trying to be like, you know, mean. We're just like, we can't do that, so we're like genuinely curious. Yeah. The other moment that got me so hard was when Garfield comes through and he takes his mask off mm. and they're like you're not Peter. And he's like, I am Peter. And he, like, starts putting it together. I was like, no, this is another reality. String theory. Multiverse. It's all
0: real. And I was like, once Peter again, Warfare? exactly. They're making him smart. This is Because he God, was another one.
1: Garfield. He wasn't dumb, but he, he wasn't, wasn't as dumb, smart he as he should have been. Yeah.
0: Like, they didn't go out of their way to show his oh, intelligence. No. No.
1: My, my one thing that I'll always remember... And it's not a, I I don't count it as a, as a shot against the movie. Mm. The, the one thing that I always go back to is Peter is trying to figure out how to handle Electro when he keeps blowing out his web shooters and he's gone through all these different things to do. And Gwen's like, well, did you try magnetizing it? And he's like, Mm. magnetizing it, magnetizing it. No, I didn't try that. (laughs) And and I'm just like, I get it. And it's fine. And Gwen is supposed to be smarter than Peter in a lot of situations. And I'm. 100 percent down with that but it was just like one of those things where i wonder how smart you actually are like you seem smart and in a lot of situations you act smart and then you do something like this and i'm like uh.
0: see what i read that is super intelligent people look for complicated answers wow when ah, that's a good sometimes reading. the more simple answer yeah evades them yeah and like oh i didn't think about that's a that's a very good read you know what i mean that's yeah. more of that common sense street smart type thing yeah so, that's the, I mean, that's how I read it, but I could be wrong. It I, is Marvel. I'm just,
1: in general, very impressed with everything here. I really, even the Doc Ock stuff was really good. Yeah, Alfred
0: Molina is just
1: so Alfred Molina killed He's it. so good. It was so incredible, because, like, Jamie Foxx has given his type of performance, which is really good. He's oh, really good here. You have Sandman as kind of the CGI monster, and you have Lizard as another CGI monster, and they don't really have a role yeah. in terms
0: of, you know, conversations or debates i think they're only in the movie for that scene in the trailer yeah and the final battle yeah i think it's the only reason
1: but then you have melina and you have defoe acting the fuck out of this movie yeah the moment doc ock comes out of his fog and the voices go away that was like some actual top tier fucking acting and he looks down and he sees norman and he's just like comes back to himself piece by piece And it's like that's so good. The oh my god. The moment where he, Norman, and Peter are standing over the fabricator and Peter's spider sense goes off and he just stands up and walks out of the room trying to figure out what's wrong. And he suddenly webs Norman's arm to the wall. I was like, This is a Spider-Man movie. This is a real Spider-Man movie.
0: Finally, finally a Spider-Man movie. In me watching some of the scenes, I didn't ever hear the term Spider-Tingle. They never said Spider-Tingle. They did one time
1: reference it. Okay. In the final fight when Holland Peter Mm -hmm. is giving like the pep talk and like the, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take out one at a time, you know, work as a team. He says, trust the Tingle, which I'm fine with because they don't refer to it as a Peter Tingle. And what does the
0: Spider-Sense do? It tingles. That's right. So I'm fine with just calling it the tingle. How do they put it? They say how are we going to coordinate? And he, yeah. that's when he says, trust the tingle." Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh my God. The fact that he actually has spider sense in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, it, I've been so dying for this for so
0: long. Why did it take this long? It's, it's really It's like making a Superman movie and not giving him super hearing. Or, or flight. Super, or flight. And it's like, that's a major component Come of his on. fucking abilities.
1: If you were, they keep on telling us this isn't an origin story. Yeah. It seems like an origin story because it seems like we're only just really actually getting to Peter Parker's life as a superhero now where he's only equipped with a sewing machine, which is what he's always should have had Mm -hmm. is just a sewing machine and the gumption to do the job. Mm -hmm. Now he just doesn't have any choice, but to do the job, which I love because it's just like, good. Cause kind of like, fuck you kid. I'm a little bit of that point of like, fuck you kid. You shouldn't have it easy. You have had it so much easier than any other Spider-Man has ever had it before. It takes two other canonical Spider-Man and one guy who was almost Mm Spider-Man and Jake Gyllenhaal coming to him and having conversations on rooftops in two separate movies to get him to actually be a full-fledged Spider-Man. On top of Tony Stark muddying up everything in the first one. So it's just like, we got here, and that's fine. And I'm happy that we got here. But I'm not going to pretend like I'm happy about the road we took to get here. Also, it's the Sinister Six. Now, you can argue... The Venom at the end. Well, you can argue that Venom at the end... And you can argue that Peter is the sixth member of the Sinister Six because he's actively helping them in their plot, which is to try and save all of them. So, like, yes, Peter has been the sixth member of the Sinister Six before, but it was for evil means and it was through blackmail because of Norman Osborne, which is a whole thing in and of itself. It's the Sinister Six. You kind of got to have six guys
0: Especially at some point. Especially since you have introduced the Vulture. Yeah. You could have, I mean, I know they show him in prison in the Morbius movie, but... You could say through all this chaos, he broke out of prison, and now he's part of it.
1: Or because of uh, Spider-Man's uh, involvement in his capture, his he's been waived. Exactly. And he's allowed to go free.
0: Exactly. That because that happens in comics all the time. Yeah. I mean, that would have been a gimme. Come on. Give but me now, something. Here's my problem. I, mean, I wonder if you have the same problem. They've been able to, over the standalone movies, kind of play off a okay, why aren't any other Avengers or superheroes? Oh, well, because of this. Okay, okay. This one though, we know Hawkeye is in New York. And he's around. This is before the events of Hawkeye. But isn't his farm in upstate New York?
1: I always assumed his farm was in like
0: West Virginia. He, regardless, he's he's a, he's close. He's to where he's it is. on the east coast. You know, Doctor Strange is there. Yeah, Spider Man's there. Yeah. We know Daredevil's there. Yeah, unless this is before he. Be, no, he's always been Daredevil. What am I saying? Yeah, but you have like Rhodey. Cap- Captain America's on site. Captain America is on site. The Winter Soldier. Like, you have all these heroes now that you have to, in this massive a situation, to assume that none of them would come. Mm-hmm. That's the problem I think Marvel's running into now. Because, like, Shang-Chi, you can write off why none of them came. Yeah. Um, even Black, um, Black Widow happened... At, at
1: a point where, a where there time, was a lot so of it. weird other stuff. Um,
0: even a Spider-Man... Um, Far, Far From, from home. home. Even that one, you can kind of say, okay... They were quick little one-off things that happened with Mysterio. Yeah. That could be why. And you had Nick Fury in there. Um, well, scroll Nick Fury, but... Yeah. Kind of understand. This one, though, there's no effing away, not one of those superheroes would come in. But
1: I'm, I'm glad that they weren't there because this was... Oh, no, I'm glad they weren't there. Yeah. You wanted an explanation but why they you can't they explain there. it away. I mean, like, Doctor Strange isn't there because he gets locked in the mirror dimension. Yeah. But, like, I agree with you that Matt Murdock, probably keeping tabs on Peter Parker... Probably a little interested in what's going on with all of this now, especially when the sky starts turning purple and cracking. Yeah. Also, he calls him out on news. He says, come to the Statue of Liberty and we'll duke it out. Uh, Or Peter does. Mm. And I feel like Captain America may want to swing by. Yeah. And say, Especially hey, as what's your plan? The
0: Statue of Liberty, of the Captain America
1: show. Yeah. What what's going on here? What's yeah. what's all this then? Do you need a hand? What's what's up, kid?
0: And also in a situation where everything is falling apart, Kingpin would have fucking done something to make a move, and he would have put his nose in the middle of everything. And we know he's part of it now. Yeah. So it's like I think that's my only issue. Well, I have a ton of issues with MCU. The only issue with this movie so far for me is that
1: I've. Was so impressed at how well they managed things. I think my biggest issue, I don't even want to call it my biggest issue. I, I take exception mm-hmm. with the fact that, and this is because I did the like work. Mm-hmm. I tracked down the Venom after credit sequence. I watched it. I watched the Venom mid credit sequence here. And I got to the end of that and I was like, so this was all
0: pointless. Yeah, that was the most worthless. So this was pointless. Yeah. So that actually, the, the end credit scene of Spider-Man makes now the entire second Venom movie completely worthless. There's nothing 100% there's more... no reason to see it. It's a piece of garbage. Yeah. It's bad. I did hear some eight-year-olds talking quite highly about how scary it was in Target. Um, I have taken shit scarier than that movie. Yeah, yeah, no, it's bad. It's, bad, it's kids. bad,
1: I wanted to go to them and be like, read a comic book. It's much scarier and a
0: hell of a lot better than this shit. And somebody had an interesting take on that though that venom since he comes from space and has like for some reason the symbionts have like a they have a hive mind a hive mind and they, they kind of have, have their hand within all these universes and that's why when he sees spider-man on the tv he knows who he is and that's why
1: he gets pulled in instead of the actual venom from that universe yeah. which i i was interested i'm annoyed about that because that's such a recent retcon mm-hmm. and that was not part of the symbiote thing at all for the last 20 years so when I heard that in Venom I was like no that's bullshit and then I looked it up and I was like are you fucking kidding and it's like as of 2017 or something I'm like get fucked yeah
0: get fucked and this was a chance because there is no Eddie Brock in this universe so far as we know
1: I'm wondering if Matt Gargan's gonna get the suit he could because he's the next one up
0: he could he would be the next one up and he exists in this universe but the fucked up thing with that is you have Tom Hardy yeah, you could have said that Venom, like he, if he became Venom before it pulled him back, that's what kept him in this universe. So you have Eddie Brock, you have Tom Hardy, you have Venom, all in this universe now, and now Marvel can take over, and so they won't, they won't screw it up like they've done the first two. Yeah, like you had that opportunity, especially Tom Hardy. I love Tom Hardy as as um, Eddie Brock. He makes a good awesome. Eddie Brock. He and makes a great Eddie Brock. And this this again is an opportunity
1: where. Peter has nothing now. He has nothing to his name. He has to get his GED. A lot of people are new values. Well, like my question with uh, the, the friend that I saw this with uh, was, does this include documentation? <laughs> does he have a social security sure. number? Because my friend pointed out there's no way he's getting a New York apartment of any kind That's without true. any papers. Even a really crappy one. Although, tangent, I so badly wanted the daughter of the Russian landlord to be the landlord of his building oh, that, yeah, at the end. I was like, "That, come on. Yeah. And she hands him like a piece of cake when he closes the door. Oh, come on. This that would have been, been cool.
0: That would have been a gimme.
1: Come on. That's that an easy one. That that's a tasty so member crazy. berry for everybody. I was really surprised. Really, really surprised. Cause I came in ready to hate it. And like, I think it was the moment on the bridge where Doc Ock attacks. Mm-hmm and uh he grabs at peter and takes part of his suit and the suit kind of crawls along and that's why he has red in his costume Mm -hmm. and i was like they actually thought this out they thought this out a lot more than i thought they were going to think this out because it's stark nanotech of course peter can hack the arms Mm -hmm. immediately after it integrates of course that makes sense and like i love the use of feast i love norman when he shows up that's it. That was my other big thing. And I know we've been talking about this for 40 minutes. And I don't. That's
0: fine. And what I'm thinking we'll do talk about this, we'll talk about the other movie, and then we'll push Witcher to next week. Okay. So we're not rushing next. I don't want to rush the Witcher.
1: This no. is my issue. And this is the one big thing that I'm going to take away from this movie and say this is a problem. Norman Osborn doesn't exist in this universe, Otto Octavius doesn't exist in this universe. Yeah possibly eddie brock doesn't exist in this universe those are your literally your top three yes you've taken the joker bane and raz al ghul and said "Nah." yeah Yeah. and i'm just like no no you don't need a line where norman says oh i i'm gonna say bing because it's a spider-man movie i banged myself and there's no other norman osborne's on this planet like but he he goes so far as to say that he has no identity on this planet there is no Oscorp on this planet and i'm like so you could have done something where like Oscorp was this tiny startup in jersey and i guess you still could but like it's going to have to grow really fast in order for there to be an Oscorp building in the middle of midtown manhattan yeah. so we're just not going to do that is that just not going we're just not going to do Oscorp because are we going to do Alchemex Liz
0: Allen is still here. We could do Alchemix. Is there no Harry Osborne in this universe? Which it seems like there is. What's your plan here? And now going with that, if that was their plan, they should have kept MJ as Michelle or Melissa or whatever without being Watson and just say, well, Mary Jane Watson doesn't. That's why it's not Mary Jane there's Watson. Because no there's no Gwen there's no Stacey. George Stacy. Exactly. You know, none of them are here. It's literally just Peter and. Ne- and in my opinion, there's no Flash. Because I'm so sick of no this. And no Ned Leeds. The two of them. I'm sorry. I'm so sick of this. I like Tony Revolori. Oh, okay. I do. He's great. Grand Budapest. So oh my god. So
1: good. I I can't wait to watch him in French Dispatch. I know. I want to see it so bad. I, this is terrible. I can't sit here He's and so not terrible. call this terrible anymore. This is awful. Okay, like. Flash Thompson is supposed to be a number one founder of the Spider-Man fan club. Yes. We got exactly 20 minutes of him being a Spider-Man fan before he finds out that Peter is Spider-Man. And yes, now that everybody's forgotten, we can have Flash be a Spider-Man fan again and kind of have the irony of that moment. But we didn't need to wait. We didn't need to do this. This is so, this is once again one of those... Hallmarks of how stupid this goddamn plan is. Flash is not getting into MIT. No. Never. Ever. Not even for a joke. Listen, every Flash Thompson is a rich, entitled kid. They all still go to community college. Yeah. Okay? Because he's a dumbass. He's a fucking dumbass. Yeah. There's no way he gets into MIT. Not unless it's one of those, like, Lori Laughlin style Things where he's a he's a, a crew yeah. person and he gets in on a cruise like there's no way and now he has blonde hair stop trying to placate listen
0: you cast bads just let it go this casting i, I was trying to think I, like this was my lead up to the show was analogy central my analogy of this casting for flash thompson was what's his face as venom in spider-man 3 topher grace topher grace same thing completely wrong person wrong body type I like, I understand. You can make him, you know, this gentleman is Indian, I believe. You can make him whatever nationality you want. That's not the issue. But he's got to be a a dumb jock. He has to be a big guy. He has to be 6'5. Yeah. He has to put your head in a toilet.
1: He has to be able to lift Peter Parker over his head. He needs to have the entire school eating out of his hands. Yeah. So that no one cares when he does all these things. And then it turns out that his name is Eugene and he's best friends with Peter when he was six. Yeah. Okay, like, there's a reason why we do that so that when we get here, we can do things. I, like, it's not his style. And uh, I, I can have a little bit of appreciation for the fact that this Peter Holland is more polite, I guess is the best way to put it. He's, he's, polite. he's very courteous in all forms and fashions, and hence wanting to save people instead of all these other things. When... He is trying to find out where the mixer is so he can meet this woman so he can try and get their, uh, their, their application reviewed mm-hmm. again. And they're just going through all the things that Flash wants him to do in order to get this information. I'm like, Peter, you know, and I know what the answer to this is. Is you say, okay, I'll let you be a part of the, the fan club. Okay, yes. Okay, if you ask anything else, I'm going to tell him your name's Eugene. Flash is done. (laughs) He gives you the information. We bounce. Mm -hmm. It's not Holland style, and I get that, but that is the Peter Parker move, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. And uh, we see it in Amazing Spider-Man. Let him go. Eugene gets a result. And he's
0: a big dumb jack. Yes. And, and you don't even have to be blonde. Joe Magnello and in, in no. the first ones with Ramey ones were great. The issue is that he's not big enough. If I still say, if he at least
1: was a track star or something, yeah. but there's no like way. I would have
0: even, as much as people like changing characters to male, female, or whatnot, yeah. if you made it like a female rugby player yeah. who goes to that high school named Flash Thompson. I'd be totally cool. With I'd be it. fine with it if she was an idiot and was just picking on him, but loved Spider Man. Yeah, it, it, like this just doesn't work on a lot of levels. Exactly, and it's
1: not his. It's not Tony Ravalori's fault. It's no, it's not his. He's doing everything like he him. can with it. Yeah, but there's, it's not. It's from from the moment it was Penis Parker instead of Puny Parker. Mm-hmm. I was like, no.
0: No, That's no. Just to get a stupid gig, a lot of kids watching the movie.
1: You're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now, you're wrong, and you didn't do your research, and you know it hasn't really gotten any better as mm. we've gone. He's not even that funny as like a a you know sideline character. Is he going to be the lethal protector mm-hmm. when he? bonds with venom? No. There's no way. There's no way. Just like there's no way Ned is going to be the hobgoblin. No. It's never going to happen. And I do like that they talk about that in the movie where Ned goes over to Tobey Maguire and he's like, "So do you have a best friend?" And, and he says, Peter's oh, like, Ned "Yeah, and he died that. in my arms after trying to kill me." And Ned's like, "Oh." <laughs> Cuz like I hate the guy in the chair. Peter doesn't have a guy in the chair. Yeah. That's the entire point of Peter. And neither of these Peters had a guy in the chair. Peter 3 Uh, garfield peter had gwen Mm -hmm. who was the closest thing he had to a guy in the chair Mm -hmm. and mcguire had literally no one nobody i hate the guy in the chair i sincerely hope we're away from that once and for all doesn't somebody
0: refer to them as the scooby gang yes scooby this because that's what they are please Please. scooby this shit up scooby the shit yeah yeah that's Um, what it is so there was
1: a lot more good than bad yes there's still a lot of stuff that i circle and i'm kind of like We're going to have to see where you go with this. It's like as
0: hard as it was trying to not be an MCU movie, it couldn't help it in some areas.
1: It did. But, but I will give it this. Mm. The last scene where he goes to, where Peter goes to the cemetery Mm. and Happy goes and stands next to him. My immediate thought was, we can't do it. We can't have one moment, one goddamn moment. And then it actually ends up being a heart puncher. Because Happy is, doesn't know who he is. Yeah. And so it's just that moment of, this is what I've been waiting for. Is that pain on his face and the kind of like he has to swallow it moment and just yeah. move on. I've been waiting for
0: this for so long. And I was worried about that moment because you kind of already had that moment with Happy at the end of Endgame when you're sitting there with Tony's yeah. daughter. And you're like, all right, so Happy's had that heartfelt... Someone close to you died moment. I was worried about that. But then, yeah, you're right. They had that twist where he doesn't know who he is. Yeah. Because at first I was like, oh, man, they already did this.
1: No, yeah. I I literally turned to Kelly and I was like, oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. It can't be too serious. And it was perfect in Endgame. So that's like, I thought they were going to ruin it. I I, really thought they were going to ruin it. This was the one that had the least amount of happy in it. Mm. I do like that almost symbolically to what I've been begging them for. The first thing that happens... When Peter gets back to their apartment, Aunt May is breaking up with Happy. Yes. Saying, we're fucking done with the MILF shit. And she's going to go off and do Feast, you know, like she should have been doing the whole fucking time. Mm. And and Happy is just like this kind of ancillary satellite that we just kind of have to deal with. So we have, because we're sleeping on his couch. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's the same relationship. We're sleeping on his couch. So we just kind of have to deal with Happy being around. But, like, he wasn't overbearing. Mm. He wasn't a big part of the plot and there wasn't a moment where he turned to peter and said
0: you're not responsible enough to do x y or z this is something i was going to ask you also because once again folks al has seen the movie i have not i saw a ton of scenes online it was on youtube and it got taken down right away And yeah. i saw a bunch of the stuff so i pretty much know what happens but the little details tell me they did not do one of those stupid oh you remember that old movie uh with this they didn't there wasn't one of those because lines. Because they had it with the music one at Far From Home where he's like, oh, I love... There were no references. Okay, good. There were no references That to is anything. a joke that should have died right away. It was so refreshing yeah.
1: to not have this stupid, pedantic garbage thing. I will say there were still a lot of hallmarks of how immature this mm-hmm. Peter is. And I get it. He's in high school. But they've all been in high school. Mm-hmm. These two Peters... Garfield is... You know, canonically, probably in his twenties. McGuire canonically is probably in his forties. Yeah. I did desperately want a Mayday Parker drop. Mm. I, mean, I can't remember whether it was Ned or one of the Peters was talking to McGuire about how he balances his life back home and whether how long he's been doing this, is he still doing it? Mm. Uh, I wanted him to just be like, yeah, you know, we we work it out. And then he like has like a picture of his daughter on his phone or something. And I was just like, give me a Mayday Parker call out. Come on, come on. I also would have taken a one leg if he had lost one leg mm. and had like a cybernetic
0: leg. I would have taken that too. Also would have been good. But uh, I digress. But to go with that, they could have also had him like look at a picture on his phone of something of Kirsten Dunst. Also true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it is a shame. As much as I was not a fan of her as Mary Jane, she is kind of Mary Jane. She is somehow the only Mary Jane we've gotten. I don't understand that. With the I can't teeth. believe it.
1: I can't believe it. I can't believe it that after Zendaya and Shailene Woodley were both cast as Mary Jane, we still ended up not getting any Mary Jane since Kirsten Dunst in two thousand. And I think that was the mistake with
0: the Andrew Garfield movies, because I think as much as I liked Emma Stone, Gwen Stacy should have died in the first movie. Like, there should have been something where she died, and then at the end he gets introduced. Because isn't that kind of how it happened in the comic books, where at the end... Aunt May is like, oh, and by the way, this is Mary Jane guy You just hit the jackpot. He's had a right blind out. date set up. Exactly. For a long time. I think uh, that's a missed opportunity they had yeah. in that first series. And that might have helped. I mean, that second movie just had too many Well,
1: too you know, that, that was one of the things that happened. Was that Shane Woodley was going to play Mary Jane Watson. Yes. And then photos of her in a leather jacket on a motorcycle, on the back of a motorcycle, mm. leaked. And the internet lost their collective minds. And for some reason, it was deemed that Shailene Woodley was not attractive enough to play what? Mary Jane Watson. Has
0: anyone seen Kirsten Dunst? It's baffling as an argument.
1: It makes no sense. That makes
0: zero sense. If she's good enough for Aaron Rodgers, she's good enough for all of us. Right? So, But the studio bowed down
1: and wrote her out of the movie. Stupid and what song. does this movie have? A bunch of stupid filler and garbage that no one wants and no one needs. Yeah. I say bring back Mary Jane Watson. I say have it be about... Peter secretly having a file in Oscorp and Harry kind of dangling that over him Mm -hmm. in the hopes that he'll help Harry with his cure. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, there is a good Amazing Spider Man 2 movie out there that just got destroyed somewhere in the studio. Well, there is
0: that talk about people online are like begging for them to make Amazing Spider Man 3. I want to see it now that we talked about him
1: being a dark guy. He said he would do it. Yeah. He says he he goes down this dark path and that's why he's here is because he doesn't want this Peter to go down a dark path. I'm like, what dark path did you go down? And that is
0: set up so perfect for Craven the Hunter.
1: And he doesn't even have the black suit. He doesn't even have the symbiote. He goes dark without the symbiote. I want to
0: see this Spider-Man movie so bad. No parents. No parents. No parents. And like I said, you got to have that dark bad guy. So that's why Craven the Hunter was people was talking hunt. about. Oh my uh, god. Uh, 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 uh. I mean, he did have the black suit in that, but like he could go back to his universe and Craven's Last Hunt With Andrew Garf, oh my God! Like I'm getting tingles. I'm getting spidey tingles right now. He he could still have the black suit without
1: it being the alien symbiote.
0: Yeah, because it wasn't after he lost Venom. Then he got he still wears the black suit. He still wears the black suit. He just made one. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and the one that Craven steals is not the symbiote. (laughs) No, he doesn't steal the symbiote. So, which still in the comic
0: book, I love the fact that he steals the black suit and. Spider Man is half the size of Kraven, but Kraven fits perfectly. Kraven fits kidding.
1: in it. Oh, it's killed. It's just a little stretched, and no one, no one stops and is like, "Hang on a minute, Who's that wait a guy? minute. When did Spider Man pull a Mark McGuire and inflate like a balloon? How did this happen?"
0: It's all is vitamins. You, vitamins and healthy living. Is that you, Barry Bonds?
1: Jose Canseco, are you playing Spider Man? Oh my God, Jose Canseco for Kraven the Hunter. He's too old now. He's man. way back too back old. In the day,
0: back in the day potentially but he's way too old yeah that would be a man i don't know like that might be a um do you do liam hemsworth as craven the hunter no he's too he's too young he's got to be a little older i was thinking um i see you can't have josh brolin anymore because he's done too many different characters he's already in the universe yeah he's already thanos i mean even though he was cgi he was was thanos
1: he was cable this yeah he might already have to come back as cable in universe which is true so it's it's Um, too
0: much it has to be someone like Harry, uh, the the guy that played Negan on... Uh,
1: oh, oh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey
0: Dean Morgan. If he can bulk up, he
1: would look the part. The one that I heard back during the Amazing Spider-Man days, he's a little too old now, was Russell Crowe. He's way been, too fat now, too. Have you he, seen him? No.
0: He is gigantic.
1: He would have been a great craven.
0: Look up on YouTube. Russell Crowe discusses his filmography. It's a modern... It's like from a couple years ago. He's gigantic. Oh, my God. He did one of the best things. Ex- okay, this is a tangent, folks. Obviously, we're only talking about Spider-Man today because it's already in an hour. Yeah, we're, this so is We're, we're this pretty is much done with the show. It was a great show. It was a great yeah. show. John Oliver, um, when Russell Crowe was getting divorced, he actually put up an auction. And he made it into this swanky auction to auction off all of his shit because he was getting divorced. And it was this big thing. And John Oliver went on and bought the jock strap from Cinderella Man. And donated it to the only Blockbuster Video still open in Alaska, I believe it was. Yeah. And Russell Crowe, as a joke, took that money, and at a animal sanctuary, I believe the run run by Steve Irwin's family, they built a koala because koalas <laughs> are are known to have chlamydia. 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 It's the John Oliver Koala Chlamydia center. Treatment Center. Treatment Center, which is the greatest thing ever. And I'm yes. like,
1: Russell Crowe's the greatest. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you see him in uh, The Nice Guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. That was an underrated movie. That was a super underrated movie. Very, it was a funniest. And who is the girl in that? She hasn't seen it in a while. And Gourney Rice, who plays Betty Brant. Oh, that's right. We're Ryan Gosling's daughter. That's right. Played by Betty Brant, who says, go get him, tiger, and makes me want to punt. The, the the film carousel right out of the theater. Yeah, you don't say that. You, you don't no. get to pull no. the shit you've been pulling no. and then do this. You just
0: don't get to do it. That's like Robin saying, I'm Batman.
1: Yeah. No no no. no, no, no. I feel like I feel the same way about it as I felt about in Rogue One, K2, when they're going off into the last mission. He says, I got a bad feeling. And Diego Luna cuts him off. And I'm like, you don't step on that line. You don't do it as a joke. Mm-hmm. You don't do it. It's a thing. It's a whole thing. We want it in the
0: movie. Crazy people like me. We want it in the movie. Yeah. Crazy people like me. We only want Mary Jane Watson to call him Tiger. That's not crazy. I'm on board. With Star Wars, I hate, so I'm I'm not, board, but I'm on board with you with that. Yeah, like Mary Jane. It's it's an iconic line. It's for an her iconic whole character. thing. It's her whole thing. Yes, and it's only her thing. Carly Cooper doesn't
1: call him Tiger. No. Deb Whitman doesn't call him Tiger. No.
0: You know, like, it's just, it's not a thing. Michelle Rodriguez doesn't call him Tiger. And it is the actual first line ever the character ever spoke in print that when she was first introduced. It's the only thing she said. Yeah. It's like, that's it. That's hers. So
1: so there was still a lot of cringe in the first half of this movie, which is what I heard was the case, was that there was still a lot of cringe. Yes. But I will say overall... I liked it a lot more than the other
0: ones. I'm excited to see
1: it. I'll even give them Ned's stupid... Ned starts using magic Mm -hmm. as kind of this way for the the Scooby gang to be in their own pocket space Mm -hmm. but then also be exposed to danger while in this pocket space. So it's like, oh, Ned is generating a wormhole and, oh, here's Andrew Garfield. Okay, Ned's generating a wormhole and here's... Oh, here's Tom McGuire, And Ned's generating a wormhole and, oh, here comes the lizard. And now Ned can't... Get rid of the wormhole. And it's like, okay, so that's what this is going to be. Yeah. But it's like, okay, you know what? The rest of the movie is good enough.
0: I'll give it to you. Which I am kind of hoping, because as I said, in the first week it made a billion dollars. And I'm assuming over the next couple weeks, like it could push close to the two billion mark Yeah. with how good it's doing. I know a lot of films are getting on this 45 day in the theater and then they go to streaming. Yeah. And I'm hoping this is in line with that.
1: That's about the tap out rate. For theaters, like in well, general, it's
0: already made it's already made tons of money. Yeah. So even after 30 days, it's gonna, like I said, make almost two billion dollars. Put it on
1: Disney yeah.
0: Plus. Because what's the what's the one they just announced is coming to?
1: uh Is it one of the HBOs or is it
0: one of the Disneys? I could not even tell you. My yeah. brain is completely fried. I have no idea. After the holidays, right now, my <laughs> I know. Shot. It it's, is Swiss cheese. It's almost like I've there's been a ton of so shit going many on. things recently. Between watching The Witcher, Boba Fett, I was gonna talk about folks. The movie I was gonna talk about is Don't Look Up, the Netflix movie. Definitely watch it. Great movie. I'll try to mention it more next week because we'll I don't bring want to it up again. It.
1: I'll try and watch it in the, the upcoming week because I'm terrified. We were talking about it before the show. I'm terrified of watching it. I think you're gonna enjoy it because Adam McKay movies make me angry and sad. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it,
0: it is a very good satire and it has it has the kind of ending. I really hope that a lot of these disaster movies actually would have. Yeah. And it does.
1: Is it a large human sacrifice in the middle of Central Park? No. No?
0: But it's like, you know, it's kind of a happy ending, and then it's kind of not happy ending. And then it's got a really funny, weird part at the end. Which oh, okay. I told you about With a bunch of nudity. Yes. So, look, don't look up. Definitely see it. Spider-Man, obviously definitely see it. And I'm um, actually going to buy this one.
1: I, I refuse to buy Homecoming, mm. my uh, my best man from my wedding, we share our Voodoo account, so he bought it and put it on there. I still haven't bought Far From Home because I just can't be bothered to spend $10 on it. What? And you have it on
0: my Voodoo or Movies Anywhere or whatever account?
1: I'm actually going to buy No Way Home. I'm actually going to call it No Way Home because I have enough respect for it as a nice. movie to be like, yeah, I'll call you No Way Home. Nice. Even though your predecessors were awful and it took us three and a half movies to get to a good actual Spider-Man story, what's important
0: is that we're here. (laughs) (laughs) And that is what's important about this podcast, folks, is that we're here. We're here. We're here for you because this was a hour, a effortless hour discussion about a movie. Yeah. What other podcast has that? Nobody. A movie movie I thought I was going to hate last week. I believe the term I used was traumatic brain injury. Oh, you were terrified. Yeah, I was terrified. The main reason I didn't go is I don't want to sit next to you watching it in case you had that negative reaction. Yeah, because I didn't want to get exposed. I was ready for punches to be thrown.
1: Yeah, but the only punch I threw was one at the air when Charlie Cox caught that brick. That was awesome. That was the only punch. That might be my
0: next to the Andrew Garfield parts. That might be my favorite scene.
1: That. I wanted so much more. Yeah. I want so much more Daredevil and Spider-Man teaming up, please. Oh my God. To- I I don't like having the, the Peter having, you know, different mentors thing and being coddled along by different people. If you have to do that, do it with Daredevil because he's the only one who deserves to do it. Yes. Doctor Strange is a close second. No, actually, he's not. There's a bunch of other people that I put second. But, but,
0: DD, he's the one that should be doing it. And this and DD Spider especially 4, there would be no reason to not have Spider-Man Daredevil Kingpin in that movie. That should no be what other that movie about. The Those movie, three. the movie that I've
1: been talking about that yes. I wanted a Spider-Man movie to be, which is Spider-Man going up against Kingpin played by Vincent D'Onofrio with Daredevil and possibly Luke Cage. I would love to throw in a Punisher. Do you want to bring in Frank Castle?
0: I don't want them, because they, once again, overdo it with heroes and villains in these movies. They don't need it. They need those three characters. Yeah. And that would be it. That would be a great movie. Because if you look at how successful Spider-Verse was, and why was that successful? It had a great villain. Who was the villain? Kingpin. I mean, it had some ancillary villains, but unlike these other movies who have ancillary villains, but they're all on the same level, you have that one villain yeah so you could have kingpin with echo potentially and then daredevil and spider-man oh my god yeah
1: i do hope that is how they backdoor some of these characters that they say don't exist you had olivia octavius like you did in Mm spider-verse where you take it and you put a turn on it that's fine i'm good with that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: my issue is if the characters don't exist at all yeah that is unacceptable that's pretty stupid
0: yeah Because it's proven in most of these nerdy shows, movies, or whatnot, even in a multiverse, in one form or another, those those characters exist. Should exist. They might not exist in the same level, but they should exist. Yeah. Because they're mirror universes. So you're going to have a mirror of – you're going to have the people. It's a split. And so to not have them at all on that planet is kind of stupid. I
1: just – like when he said – when Norman says that he can't find any – sign of himself i that was one of those lines where i was just like don't say that because that that's the dashing of hope in my mind you gotta have something even if it's barely anything you gotta have something credit where credit is due this once again the villains are an excellent part of the movie Mm -hmm. as opposed to a lot of the spider-man movies where the villains are kind of like a wishy-washy part or homecoming where they're the only good part yes of the movie i will say that is only because they were already flushed out in other movies exactly. <laughs> and they picked up directly after those movies the same and made absolutely no bones about that being what was going on here yeah. to the point where they even referenced the fact that electro looks different now than he did in his movie like the whole thing also electro's costume at the end was fucking bomber yeah that was so good That's so good. There were so many elements here that I actually really liked. I was shocked at how much I liked them. I can't give them full credit because it's built on the back of two other franchises. So if this wasn't good, then you start looking around saying... How did you screw even this up? Yeah. Like, all you had to do was pay homage to those two franchises, build them up to the legendary status that people see them as, and not have this movie fall flat on its face. And this did that. Yeah. And I am surprised. I did want a lizard fight scene in the subways. I know lizard is brought in by Doctor Strange, and I would have loved to have seen that, but we can't have everything. Mm -hmm. But a lizard fight in the subways is classic. Yeah. The only thing you can do that's more classic is to have them go to the central park zoo
0: Mm, that's right
1: you know like that's it but like subways i will excite i've been waiting for a subway fight scene because the mcu hasn't done a subway fight scene yet and i've
0: been waiting and waiting and waiting they did pull up that secret spy cart i know i hate that scene amazing spider-man too no
1: parents. <laughs> no parents. <laughs> Hashtag Everyone no parents. Everyone dies.
0: Everyone, sh- you know, and that's the funny part is Disney should follow their own rule. You need to have a parent die in the beginning to give them that emotional pull because every Disney movie, someone dies, a parent has to die. Well, folks, we have found a way to give you a solid hour of great material. Yeah. And I just have to stop because my brain is shot. Yeah. I feel exhausted after this episode, but it was great. Thank you so much for your analysis of the movie, Ms. of course. Marvel. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I have enjoyed listening to you speak this episode more than probably any episode. I like talking excitedly about Spider-Man. That's much why more. I think it's it's a unique situation, yeah. especially in this. I I rant
1: about certain Spider-Man movies a lot. I don't get to talk about Spider-Man movies I really I like. Yes, I want to do a series where we do a commentary while I play the Spider-Man game and you watch. And we we do like a a watch and commentate kind of. We can always do something series. Like that. This is what I'm saying, because that way you get to watch it and I get to play it again, and I love playing that game. I I'll play it in my boxers. I'll do it. Not I my boxers. Not I'll over. play. I'll have Peter play in his boxers. We
0: have the technology. Even a digital character in the boxer shorts does not make me want to watch it.
1: No. 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 That's not to see, it. That's not gonna do for you. I don't do need
0: to you. see digital Peter nuts. No. I don't need to see them. No. No.
1: We will play. I I will insist on playing the version that hasn't had his face remodeled to look like Tom Holland. I will oh, say, oh yeah, it. the original. I'm not doing that. Yeah, you're
0: not doing the remaster.
1: No, no, no. Plus, I got a new game plus on on my old one, where I am the King Spider Man, and I enjoy it. Ex- exceptionally well we'll have to do that yes i like this idea
0: all right ladies and gentlemen well, that has been nerd pod generation episode 35 once again you can listen to us on any podcast site of your choice make sure to tell a friend tell an enemy tell a wall tell a, a fox of owl tell anyone we we really want to boost up our listenership because we think we have pure gold here and if you have listened to any of our episodes including this one I would expect you to agree with us 100%. Yes. Pure gold.
1: I mean, I got to thank you guys just for letting me do a third Spider-Man special. Oh, it's so great. It's
0: so great. It's <laughs> one year, fantastic. three Spider-Man specials. It's like a dream come true. We haven't even done our um, Hobbit special yet. No, no, no. That's going to be like a three or four parter. I mean, I think we might do an episode per movie. Oh, my God. Well, not for The Hobbit. For The Hobbit, you said we'll do one movie because it should only be one no. book. But The Lord of the Rings will do one yeah. show per movie. Oh, I can't wait for that. That's that going to be fun. fun. And, and Kelly will be here. Kelly included. will have to be here. Absolutely. And then we'll have to do a Harry Potter one. I after. know we're just gonna do all movies. of
1: them and then we're gonna have to do rambo
0: i've never seen any other rambo movies oh my god okay we'll talk about that later yeah that's no. a i'm very disappointed in you on that um, <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen once again you can find me at staylorbooks.com and please buy all of my books you can find me at work under the bronx division tab
1: and uh we have lots of fun stuff there not pertaining to spider-man But my own superhero stuff, so come and check that out. Yeah, Yeah. go look. But in the meantime... Thank you, everyone. Have a very happy New Year's. Yeah, have a happy New Year's, friends. And we'll see you all in 2022. Oh, God, the future is now. That's crazy. Bye, everyone. Bye.